Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the 119th Psalm. And we read in the previous episode, verses 113 through 120, the next stanza. Yeah, I know it's long, right? But do not forget, there is sense, there is purpose in everything that the psalmist is doing here, the way that he's led by the Holy Spirit. So let's go back to verse 113 and just think on a couple of these things, shall we? 113 says this, I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your law. So immediately we see this juxtaposition set up between what the psalmist is saying. He's saying that I hate, and the Hebrew means he hates. <laughs> okay, It's used a lot in the Hebrew scripture, okay? But he says, I hate, but then he says, I love. So at the beginning of the verse, I hate. Last part of the verse, I love. What does he hate? Those who are double-minded. So he's talking about hating people. And why does he hate them? Because they're, because they're double-minded. But what does he love? He loves the law of the Lord, the instruction of the Lord, the direction of the Lord, the commandments, all these things of the Lord that we've seen uh, so far throughout this psalm. He says, I love the word of the Lord. Okay, I love the law of the Lord, the Torah, the whole totality of the law. But I hate those who are double-minded. So what does it mean to be double-minded? Well, you know, words always derive their meanings from within the context, okay, the definition within the context. But it carries this idea of being divided, of being half-hearted, of being ambivalent, that old wishy-washy kind of thing. Zodiades says this. Uh, it indicates double-mindedness. Great, that helps. A vanity of thought. Ooh, a vanity of thought. And he says that it indicates a person who engages in double-think, a process of illogical thought, perverse thinking that distorts and reverses the truth. Do we not live in an age of double-think and of double-thought? You know, just about every one of us were probably required at some point in time to read the novel 1984, right? As I saw one commentator say the other day, well, he's three or four decades late, <coughs> but we've arrived there. And we literally have. We have arrived at a time of such doublethink, okay? Of such, uh, uh, only way I know how to describe it, folks, is such corruption and weirdness of thought. I mean, now we're in what's being referred to as a cancel culture. We just cancel everything. If you don't like it, we're going to cancel it and act like it's not there. It's exactly what you saw in the novel 1984. Is they just rewrote the news. They rewrote the novels. They rewrote street signs. They rewrote everything. They just totally did away with it. This is nothing new, folks. It's nothing new at all. And the psalmist says that he hates those who are double-minded. So you have that double-mindedness of what we're actually seeing within uh, political things nowadays. And within many, many groups wanting to do away with things. The thing that probably impacts us as the body of Christ even more is that definition of being divided and half-hearted and ambivalent. Ambivalent, not really caring. There are so many that profess to be believers, 
Okay. Now I know how that comes across. I actually had a great discussion this morning with some people related to this. And it turns out that some of them, they're sort of offended when you use the term believer and true believer, because it's like you're saying, well, the ones that are believers are not really true believers. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because what I mean by true believer is someone who believes the truth of the gospel message, what Jesus Christ did. They believe and they've repented and confessed and called upon him and have been saved. That's a true believer. <laughs> so what's a believer? There's a lot of people who believe that Jesus is who he says he is. They'll actually say, oh, yeah, he's a great teacher. Yeah, yeah. But then they'll say, oh, well, yeah, I believe he's the son of God. I believe in God. I believe that. But they've never appropriated what he has done for them. They have never believed unto salvation. And, of course, we know what James says, that the demons themselves believe. And at least they shudder. And these folks don't even shudder. And you have a lot of people who are very religious, a lot of people that go to church and do that church thing and all that kind of stuff. And yet they do not believe unto salvation. That's like the ultimate double-minded. And you have them being ambivalent. You have them half-hearted. There's a lot in leadership like this, folks. Okay? A lot. I mean, a spiritual wishy-washiness you would not believe. And they're far, far more oriented around pleasing man than pleasing God. Okay, far more. And so what's the psalmist say about them? He says, I hate them. And boy, I join in with him because the, uh, the, the organized church, okay, the organized church is just full of corruption at this level, okay, this type of thing, this double-mindedness, okay? Uh, and it needs to be done away with. Well, how, how do you do away with double-mindedness? Well, you, other scriptures talk about being single-minded in the Lord. Let this mind be upon the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Keep your mind there. Here in this context, he's saying, hey, I love your law, Lord. I love your law, and I hate those who are double-minded. Now, I know what people say immediately. Well, we're not supposed to hate. We're not supposed to hate. <clears throat> I understand. But you see that there's things that God hates. You can hate without sin. What the psalmist is saying here, he's setting up this juxtaposition between hate and love. He says, I hate those who are double-minded. He doesn't desire for that person to never change, okay, because he realizes that's the role and the function of the Most High God. But he's saying something, this double-mindedness right here. He said, this has to be done away with. I'm going to cling to your law. Let's look at one more verse, verse 114. The psalmist says, you are my hiding place and my shield. I wait for your word. So again, we see this thing that we've seen in several of these stanzas, that he's under some pressure. There's some tribulation that's come against him. He has enemies that have come after him, even to the degree that his life has been threatened. He's mentioned that before. So what does he do? He says, Lord, you are my hiding place. You are the place that I'm hiding, my covering, my secrecy. Okay, And the word can be uh, good. It can also be used in the bad sense. Uh, one definition is backbiting. <laughs> Again, context. Okay, context, context. He's saying, Lord, I am hiding in you. I'm being covered by you, and you are my shield, okay, my protector, okay? You are the one who literally watches over me. And it's literally shield as being used as a weapon, <coughs> not just defensive here, okay? The idea is that of an offensive thing, too. He says, Lord, I'm hiding in you. I'm resting in you. You are my secret place. You are my protector. You are my shield. Then what does he do? I wait for your word. So he says, I hate those who are double-minded. I love your law, and I'm waiting on your word. 
And while I'm waiting on your word, how's he waiting? He's waiting in that secret place, and he's waiting realizing that it's the Lord who protects him. Do we do that? Do we aggressively wait upon the Lord? And by aggressively wait, I mean not just sitting there in a rocking chair, well, God's going to do something someday, but continue to live life of aggressive obedience before the Lord, but waiting upon his word, waiting upon what he's wanting us to do. Doing what he's called us to do, and then when he tells us to do it, to continue doing it. It's what the psalmist did, and I think we ought to do likewise. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.